Welcome to the Breakfast Leadership Show, where we interview global thought leaders on business, leadership, and life. Here's your host, keynote speaker, best-selling author, and chief burnout officer of the Breakfast Leadership Network, Michael Levitt. Welcome back. I've got Rebecca Babcock on the line. Rebecca, how are you? I'm well. How are you? Happy Wednesday. Uh, happy Wednesday. I am awesome. Really looking forward to this conversation. So for those that don't know you, I want you to share a little bit about yourself and then we'll dive right into the conversation. All right. My name's Rebecca. I am a holistic executive career and life coach. Um, I am 44. I live in New York City. I have a chronic illness and I had no intention of being a coach. It's what happened as the result of when life gets lifey and you uh, you work with what you've got. Yeah, life does get lifey. And, you know, a lot of us, you know, have gone through, you know, healthcare challenges or things that have changed us. And, you know, walk us through that because you, you said in the pre-show, you know, you'd been in corporate for over you know, 20 years and, you know, the challenges of uh, what had happened to you, you know, obviously changed the direction of where you wanted to go. So feel, you know, feel free to share a little bit about that. And because it'll, it'll highlight why this is important for entrepreneurs and, and business owners and executives that listen to this show is you, you got to focus on, you know, what, is being presented to you as far as your life is concerned. So why don't you share a little bit about that? Okay. I'll give the really, really brief version. I um, graduated from college. I moved to New York city, nine 11 happened. There weren't that many jobs being offered. Um, I grew up right outside of New York. I got an amazing job. I worked in magazine publishing. I worked at Vogue. I worked at GQ. I worked at glamor and it was all very glamorous. And, um, I kind of noticed the print was dying and I thought like, does anyone, is we, are we on this page? Is anyone else? And it was like, shh, enjoy your caviar while you're on the Titanic was the feeling that I was getting. And so I realized I needed to get out of that industry, but I didn't know what I was going to do instead. I knew how to do that. I did it for 15 years. I did it well. I knew the language. I felt like an expert. There was zero imposter syndrome, but it was time to go. So I ended up taking a job. I sort of let the marketplace decide what they thought of me. I ended up getting very lucky. I got a job at eBay where I did business development. While I was there, I had an emergency surgery to remove my entire colon. And that sadly was done incorrectly. So it was botched. It had to be redone. And I ended up having five surgeries over two and a half years to totally rebuild my digestive tract uh, without a colon. And so I just... And I got divorced in my early 30s because I'm a whole person and all of these things come into my life. And I needed to work, have health insurance, have a surgery, go back to work. You know, it was just like, I was just knock them down, line them up, knock them down. And I finished all my surgeries and I, you know, I was sort of caught my breath and I was like, okay, I'm back. And I looked around at my life and I was like, hmm. And it wasn't horrible, but I didn't feel inspired. I didn't feel like now I know why I fought so hard to stay alive for this great, um, consulting gig I've got at eBay, you know, and, and, and I just, I didn't know what to do. And I didn't know, I knew that I felt passionate about sharing my experiences in getting sober, in going through these surgeries, in having a, a divorce early in life and having lifey things happen. But it was like, anyways, back to work. So I went out looking for somebody that could help me better align my passion and my purpose 
And I found that there were a lot of career coaches out there that were like, okay, cool. If you know what you want, we'll help you with your LinkedIn profile and your resume. And then there were a lot of life coaches that were like, we'll help you with the meaning of life. And I was like, okay, I need to pay the bills. And for the career coaches, I was like, okay, but what if you don't really know what you're supposed to do? what your calling is. And so I just figured that must've just been me that needed that. And I switched careers again. And I went, I was the head of um, partnerships or an ad sales role for an ad tech company. And basically they got to a point with me where they were like, you are amazing at leading a team. You could sell ice to Eskimos. You're a great seller, but you don't love widgets on a page and you need to love this. And instead of being like, no, I love it. You're right. It was COVID. I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't love it. And I'm 43. Like I'm too young to be like, I'll just suck it up. So this time I went looking for a coach and I was more clear about what I wanted. Someone to align my passion and purpose and help me feel fulfilled in my career, but also purposeful in my life. And then I really confirmed that they didn't exist. So I went, my undergrad degree is in human and organizational development. I went back. I got a certification in coaching. It took me nine months and I figured I'd be like a lifestyle coach or like a wellness coach. And when I told my story of why I went and got my coaching certificate, because I couldn't find my thing, everyone around me was like, oh, can you do that for me? That's exactly what I need. So this grew out of the natural reaction that I wasn't the only one who wanted to approach their life holistically and find the right career and not and make money, not go be a starving, happy human, not live that van life but wanted to feel inspired and excited by their career, but also feel like their life mattered and was purposeful. And so thus began Rebecca Babcock coaching. And um, it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. It's hard as any entrepreneur knows, especially one who I didn't, I didn't shoot. I, I didn't walk into this being like, I can't wait to be the accountant, the bookkeeper, the marketer, the seller, the, you know, the coach that, you know, this came out of necessity that this is what people want and need to be seen holistically. So um, that's what I'm up to. And it's awesome and hard. It's definitely awesome and hard and very powerful story. So thank you for sharing that. And I think it's, it's important for people to know that sometimes you're going through life and your body will say, no, actually we're going to do this. And Unfortunately, in your situation, you know, having to had to go through all of those procedures to get to the point that you were able to, um, you know, live, thankfully, uh, but also, you know, uh, uh, yeah, adapt to, you know, the changes of, of having a, you know, pretty radical medical procedure uh, and, and being able to exist with that. And, but that, you know, the thing that, you know, jumped out of me that you said it was you went out looking for a coach. And you've realized that the one that you were looking for didn't exist. So you went on this path, although may not have been your initial decision, you went out on that path to find that coach and that coach was you. And I think that's what was so amazing. Trust me. I didn't want it that way. It's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Brought to me. Yeah, and I think that says a lot because you know the people, and you, you you said that a lot of people you know came to you like oh, I'm looking for that, and basically you became the person you were looking for, and realized wow, other people are looking for that too, and we, we see that I think with the great resignation and quiet quitting and layoffs and all the things that we're seeing in the workforce at the current time, there's a lot of people that are in this situation of what 
do I want to do that I find fulfilling when it comes to work? But again, I think we're, you know, you come in and it's critically important. And I, I hammer this home when I talk with people too, is you are one being and that being has a lot of different components to it. Uh, siloing it creates a lot of anxiety and stress and it minimizes flow of energy and how you live and how you operate. Uh, finding something where you can be one when you're performing work, when you're in relationships, when you're at the grocery store, when you're out shopping, when you're watching a movie, all the things that we do in life, you're one being. But to be able to you know, have all of those things kind of flow isn't easy for a lot of people. So that's you know where you come in. Well, and I want to say one thing really clearly, because you said a human being. So this is, in my opinion, what we're all doing wrong. This is, so I have a trademarked method because it took me years to figure out how to, you know, how to do this thing that I'm talking about. Wait, you can figure out how to align your passion and purpose and have a fulfilling career and a purposeful life. Wow. Um, One of the big ahas for me as a type A marathon running, magna cum laude graduating, you know, hustler is we're all so busy doing. We're in action all the time. And very few people pause and become aware of their why. So we're interviewing, we're thinking about leaving jobs, we're breaking up, we're moving, we're taking all this action in our life and our our to-do list becomes our five-year plan because we're just so busy in action. And what we all need to do is we need to become aware of what we really want, who we are. What are my values? What are my strengths and capabilities? What lights me up? What do I enjoy? And until you have that awareness, the action is hamster wheel behavior. And so with quiet quitting and with layoffs and with, you know, the, the sort of the great resignation, quiet quitting versus layoffs. It's all the same thing to me, um, whether you're choosing to leave or it happens to you. The, the thing that I say to everybody is stop. Do not quit your job. Because it's one thing to know what you're running from. But if you don't know what you're running towards, you're just going to find that same boss or the terrible commute or the unfair, you know, like I don't feel inspired by what I do. If you aren't aware of what you want instead and how you want to get there, you'll just find it again, especially as people are panicking about their jobs. And maybe they're listening to this and they're saying, well, I would have maybe wanted to change careers, but now I can't because of these. It doesn't mean you need to suffer. I'd say a huge amount of my clients end up not leaving their jobs when they hire me because they realize Oh, it was that I put all my eggs in the work basket because I didn't have any friends or any life outside of work. And when I built, you know, people think, oh, I'll get a hobby once I have more free time. No. When you find something you love outside of work, you find the time for it. It's not the other way around. So let's become aware of who we are, what we want, what lights us up. And then you can decide, you know, break up, stay together, leave, quiet, quit, stay and be miserable, move, whatever it might be. But if you're not aware, you're stuck. Yeah, we see too many people that are in that situation where they are stuck. And I I comment a lot to people, many of us have forgotten how to be bored and just (laughs) literally stare at the wall and not do something. You know, it's like, okay, in between meetings, it's okay, what could I do for 20 minutes? 
Okay, most people, they're grabbing their iPhone or their Android device and they're scrolling or they're checking emails. So they're doing 5,000 other things before they're meeting. And then the compare and despair comes in and they're like, oh, look at my friends. They all love their jobs. Look at oh, on LinkedIn. That's the one where I find people are really getting into that compare and despair mode. LinkedIn, everyone has a cool job. Everyone's happy. Everyone, you know, and it's just like, okay, what do you want? Yeah, I will tell you that the overwhelming, I shouldn't say overwhelming majority, but I'm going to say a majority of the people that are saying everything's cool, they've got some baggage they're dealing with too, and they've got some challenges, and they're not posting that. No one typically posts the woe is me or the transmission went out or um, I I, I can't. Yeah. And that's where my freedom came, was being Mm -hmm. like, my mantra is no colon still rolling. And like, obviously that's got a medical part to it, but it's also just the way I experience life now. And the more life it gets and the more I raise my hand and say, for example, for me right now, my medical stuff is really haywire and I may have to have three more surgeries. I just come right out and say, here's what's going on with me. And I find that it engenders others. It makes them want to share about their stuff too. So I'm on social media every day being like, you know, I'm subletting an apartment right now so I can be close to the doctors in New York City for these medical infusions I have to do. I come to the sublet. It's got sauerkraut in the fridge, but no toilet paper. You know, and I'm just sharing about it because I'm like, you know, that's ridiculous. I'm subletting an apartment because I have a GI issue. These people made sure they left me sauerkraut, but no toilet paper. (laughs) You know, life gets lifey. Like, let's share that stuff. It's not all the Instagram story. And the more we do, the more we heal. Yeah, and I think it's important too because many people that are going through challenges, whether they're health, or, it doesn't matter what they are, they're challenges. And being able to share them and finding out one that you know other people are dealing with similar things or maybe not similar, but at least their empathy towards it, not in a victim mentality. And that's oh. one of the things that jumps out at me is you've never played the victim card. Mm-hmm. And I'm thankful for Pride. that. Yeah. Well, you know, you gave it an effort. And I think that's, that's, you know, like, let's try this. And you go, "Mm, no, you know, in my health scare that I had over a decade ago, I never played the victim. I'm like, no, you know, I did this to me, my choices, my decisions and behaviors created this scenario for me to have this situation. Mm. What am, what am I going to do about it? And I did and moved on from it and life is great. Yeah. Lots of challenges, of course, still, because that's life. You know, it's lifey. I life love that lifey. quote. Yeah, life is lifey. Uh, I'm going to tweet that and I'll definitely give you credit for it because I will write, I was on Twitter, but it's one, one area I haven't gotten into. So I'll let you take credit for it if you want, but it is. Remarkable. No, I'll, I will, I will cite that and I'll, I'll post it. You know, I'm sure I took it from somebody else. You could take no colon still rolling. It probably won't roll off the tongue the same way for you, Michael, but you can take it if you want that one too. No colon still rolling. I've got family members that uh, have had, uh, they can relate to that. So um, I'll, I'll share it with them when I talk with them next. But so, so in all the work that you're doing now, and obviously, you know, harmonizing that with your medical procedures and all of that, where do you see things going, especially with everything that's going on right now in the world, not to timestamp this, but with all the challenges and the quiet quitting and layoffs and inflation and everything else that's being thrown at us, uh, where, where do you see, you know, what are some of the common things that people are coming to you uh, right now? Where do you see that going maybe in the next, you know? year or two. I don't like saying five years because uh, five-year plan, forget it. We, we, we barely can plan five months anymore uh, when it comes to what the external things are going to be happening. 
So I think that, um, you know, not to get too like neurological with this, but I think that we've all become a little bit of like crisis junkies. We've all gotten either super dramatic, like it's almost like we're up. This is going to sound weird. Not that we're upset that COVID isn't the main, but it's like, wouldn't you know, we're locked up for years at home. Then the economy tanks, crazy things with politics. And like, it's almost like we don't want to be able to say, I think it might be getting better now. So we can hang our hat on the fact that there's all these layoffs. And the reality of the percentage of people who work for Facebook, who Facebook, Twitter, Amazon employs globally, the maybe 40,000 people that have been laid off is so minuscule. So this is what I believe about a recession. This is what I believe about bad news in general. Your vibe attracts your tribe. Energy attracts like energy. I think this is an amazing time for hustlers and hard workers who know that what they offer the world is not a luxury. It's an, it's a necessity. Come to the top of the pile as people start cutting. So be the employee that is uncuttable, is unlayoffable. But also, if you want to go into the drama of this, there's plenty of 24-7 news cycles that will keep you panicked. They'll keep you in scarcity mode. They'll keep you freaked out. You know, holidays are coming up. You can go hang out with family and they can tell you everything that'll stress you out. Or you can find your people. And if you don't want to listen to that energy, you don't have to. So a lot of this... What happens with economy and things like that is that we feel like we're powerless. And the truth is we will always have a choice. If Nelson Mandela could feel free and peaceful while imprisoned, we're all good. It's all about how we approach it. So I, I truly think your five-year plan, your projection, it's right now, it's a huge amount about mindset. Scarcity versus abundance, opportunity versus everything shuttering down. And we can take something as recent as COVID and say, there were a lot of people who boiled. Amazon has to have layoffs because they crushed during COVID. They had to triple everything they were doing because no one was going outside. Be a necessity, not a luxury. To your family, to your friends, to your life, to, you know, to positivity. Because life was going to continue to get lifey. Absolutely be that uh, positive light in the all the negativity and everything that's out there. So, Rebecca, love this conversation. Where can people find out more about you and this amazing work you do? So, you could go to my website, which is, I realized, you guys, after I created my own company, that my name is a tongue twister. So, you can either go on LinkedIn. My, my name is Rebecca Babcock. Or you can go to my website, which is Rebecca, R-E-B-E-C-C-A, Babcock. B-A-B-C-O-C-K, coaching. And that's yeah. it. You can yeah. find all the things there about life getting lifey and you know how we could work together. I actually offer a free clarity call to all your listeners and it's right on the website. So it's free. May as well ping me and let's chat. I'll definitely have that in the show notes. So Rebecca, thank you for being a champion of your life and all this amazing work you're doing to help not only you, but so many people. So thank you again for being on the show. My pleasure, Michael. Thank you. Thanks for listening to The Breakfast Leadership Show, part of The Breakfast Leadership Network. Visit breakfastleadership.com for tips on empowering your business and your life.